now to DryerBuzz.com and follow at DryerBuzz on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's all about the buzz. All right. Nothing left to do but to push that button and get started. I'm going to take a few minutes to catch my breath as I have been working so diligently uh, in the kitchen. But this is a green scope. So I'm going to give a few minutes. I want to let uh, a couple people come in. I'm going to look for Angela to jump on. And she's going to jump on, probably jump on right at four. I'm looking around. My clocks are not synced. Hey, Caroline, what's going on? When Angela comes on, we'll count it down. We're going to start a podcast. What you guys are going to experience, you guys get to be a part of the podcast. I don't know that a lot of people let you be a part of the podcast, but we let you become a part of the podcast. We're going to read your comments. Let me reach over here and grab my lemonade. Uh, I have been working in this kitchen trying to declutter because uh, I'm telling you all the stuff that goes on around here. And I'm like, and I swear, y'all, I am trying to minimalize my life and right size. And I still end up doing too much. And, okay, I neglected to do my homework on this podcast because I started watching that. I started binging on Game of Thrones. But today, uh, for tomorrow, I had to come in and declutter the kitchen, uh putting, adding some things, taking some things away. Hello to everyone. Hey, you, Laura, on the West Coast. So we're waiting on Angela to jump on. She's going to jump on, and uh, and then she's going to come in, and we'll get started. We'll count it down. I hope everybody's having a good day. How was your start of your week? I know it's always hard coming off a holiday weekend, especially, and I think many people had a government holiday as well. So today might be just that difficult day. For everybody, I know I had. I don't even know if I, I don't even know if this is on my list, but there was just some things going on in the kitchen that was just like bothering me, uh, and I still have to clean out the fridge from all the leftovers from last week because I did two shows, one scheduled, planned, and one impromptu, and uh, I'm getting ready after this. I want to make just bake up some salmon and have a salad. I'm trying to eat a little bit more fish uh, this week. There she is. Angela just came in. And so she'll jump on, but uh, also doing some photos, some new photos and trying to set up some different scenes and shots and all that kind of stuff. There she goes. All right, let me get Angela on. When Angela comes on, if, as it counts her down, we'll, um, Angela, are you there? I'm here. Okay, I just want, it looks like we got a little bit of delay. I heard you before the screen. So last time, y'all, let me just tell y'all, this is a virtual, no, a literal do-over. <laughs> um, Periscope issues last week. Man, so tap the screen and let us know that I see I see people, I see account, I hear Angela. Let me see if I can, Angela, take time to go ahead and get out a couple of shares. And last time I was trying to share and it was giving me warnings. So hopefully... This time around, I think we are good to go. Awesome. I'm going to do something just as a backup here as well. I have another device. And I'm like, wait a minute. How did I think I was going to do that if I'm going to use my headset? So let's just hope this one works. (laughs) Okay. I'm seeing us on, I'm retweeting us. um, I'm seeing us on our platform. So Okay, good. Good, 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 good. Okay, so we're we're good. If all else fails, we'll stop. We'll stop and restart this time. We see any issues, we'll stop and restart because last week was pretty good. Uh, but I think we'll probably do it better. Um, I agree. This week. 
Okay. All right. So, guys, I'm going to count it down. Five, four, three, two, one. Hey, guys. Welcome back to another episode, another edition, uh, somewhat of a take two, do over of Becoming. And we are becoming a podcast. It's part inspiration, part book club. It's all live, interactive, and engaging. So if you're catching this on a replay anywhere, because it is everywhere, uh, join us on Tuesdays around about 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Twitter, Periscope, and you can engage with us live. You can comment. We, we always look for our top commenters and shout them out. And again, I'm Yolanda. 17 years celebrating blogging here in Atlanta. Love podcasting. I really love podcasting. And joining me is Angela Stalkup, master strategist. She has broken down this Michelle Obama book and uh, has done, she does the research just very thorough. And uh, so she is joining me. Hello, Angela. Hello, Yolanda. I'm going to have you as my hype man when I'm on stage. I'm like, yeah, there you go. <laughs> exactly. I, I'll be over there doing, doing my thing, doing what I do. I'm telling you, I, I need to, I need to, I feel like I need to take a deep breath. Everybody's kind of getting your, I know we got a lot of ladies on here. One exercise I like to do is to get in my Wonder Woman stance. When you mm. try to do that, I want you to notice, just putting your fist to your waist, mm-hmm. you'll, you'll figure out how much you're slouching. Because you can't do a slouching. And when you do it, you stretch out your torso and you just, you know, it's a different thing. So I just wanted to do that because, one, Angela, I have been uh, reorganizing the kitchen. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you have to make the big mess before you uh, (laughs) declutter, you know, and then you end up. Everybody walk past the kitchen is going like, oh, that looks nice. It's clean. It's you know, crisp and so forth. Cause I had to, I had to put out some new photos and update. And plus I have to show the new things that are coming in there. And then I had to stop. I did something this week that I thought I'd never do is I started the binge. The binge begins mm. of Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and honestly, I fear for you. I fear for your sanity. <laughs> I'm telling you. And the only reason I'm doing this is because once again, I was not invited to got kicked out of, not invited to one viewing party, got kicked out of another one. And I'm like, okay, let me just go at least watch a couple episodes. So I can, and I am right now season one, as we record the season one, episode nine. And oh, I, wow. I can't remember if I just finished. I think I paused it to do this. Okay. So let's get back to um, last week. We wanted to really talk about, we wanted to deep dive as a part two into finding our voice and we wanted to talk about weaponizing that voice and I know we we touched on it and we realized oh we got to continue this but let's go back and because we went one direction with it and then we were like okay there's so many layers to this Mm -hmm. because you tell everybody to find their voice but not everybody has a positive voice not everybody has an enlightened voice. Not everybody is coming with love, mm-hmm. <laughs> equality. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when they find their voice and they, they're a little bit louder, you know, it, it causes some problems. And I think that's where we are now in this climate. And by this climate, I don't mean just a political climate because we are deep diving into the book written by 
a former first lady, but we've been building to this, you know, and it's, first of all, in politics, you oftentimes will have a complete contrast the next time around, right? And, uh, and we've seen that, but in the midst of all of this, some kind of way, we have got to get on one accord regardless. And I don't know about anybody else, but I'm, I'm, I don't know how that's supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. Especially, Angela, in the midst of the Women's March, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody got on the buses. Everybody went to, everybody had the dates. I think you just recently went to one. Um, and with equal rights is out there. All this stuff is going on. Um, but it still seems like there's still this great divide. And so tell us, help me, help me understand what's really going on here. Well, you know, it's interesting just in the week since we did our first recording, um, so many things have popped up that are relevant to this topic. And, and as you are asking the question, you know, I think we're all, anybody who is a thoughtful, caring, compassionate uh, person is thinking the same question is like, what do we do about this? <laughs> and, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and, and how do we even recognize what's happening? And so I think there's a lot of people who are trying to point fingers and directions and so forth. But um, one of the things we, we, we hit on last week, and I'm just going to wrap in something I saw this week, is that this, our, the voice, as you're saying, we have the, you know, everybody's got their voice, but they don't use it. The voices are being used in both positive and negative ways. We talked about, you know, there's a knife. A knife can, can chop food. A knife can be a scalpel and can save a person's life, but a knife can kill you, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so certain voices are used as knives. Certain voices are, uh, are perceived as knives, right? But, uh, but there are voices that are trying to be healing. And so this idea of keeping people divided and fighting one another and keeping groups oppressed, right? making them feel afraid to use their voice is really being used not just only for a systemic sort of control, but it's also being used for political gain. So, you know, by making you feel afraid to speak, right? This Mm -hmm. is the classic approach of the abuser. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Is to make you feel afraid to speak and to make you question your own voice and to make you question your own mind and your own place. That is, that's, that's abuser, right? That's abuser 101, right? Mm-hmm, Gaslighting. Mm-hmm. Well, this is what's happening and it's being done in, uh, in the frame of politics and for power. And so I just want to wrap in this article that I just, that just came out today on slate.com. What mm-hmm. is the, and the title is, it's about black feminists being aware of these sort of targeted bot campaigns as far back as 2014. Mm-hmm. And the same things the Russians use to corrupt our, election process. And, um, of course, nobody believed it. Nobody believed them. But um, some of this is an article about, uh, it says, the black feminists behind uh, your slip is showing is the title mm-hmm, of the article. Mm-hmm. And there's about two women in particular that were the first sort of for, forerunners to do the research and figure out that these were fake accounts and to come up with a strategy to attack them. And so they, one of them went on, went down into the sewer gutter of the internet, went to 4chan, right? Went Mm. into that dark web and found the people who had started, or at least were claiming to have started this campaign, which was hashtag in father's day. Right. 
And this, I thought, sums up everything that we're that we have to come against in the idea of voice. And so somebody had stated, making them question each other is great, but I want them to hate each other. Mm. And he and he was talking of this is talking about black women hating each other. Right. Exactly. Right. It's like we're right. going to use this to make them hate one another. So understanding. And I think you're the one who really made me sit and think about this after, you know, we've been two weeks ago is we are we're telling people, use your voice. Your voice is powerful. Yet at the same time, there are there's active campaigns to take your voice and twist it to mm-hmm. actually drive hate. And so it's. I mean, this is no small thing. This is no small matter. Not. That- I mean, it's 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 our reality. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's and it's only it's our reality. It's been life forever. It just happens to be digitized. It, it we've granted whereas before you didn't grant these things permission. You've granted permission, and we one of the things you and I talked about last week, mm-hmm. and, and I literally said, okay, well, well, are we eternalizing this stuff? Yes. It's it's our, it's, it's something that it's one thing that put it in front of us. It's one thing. Cause remember I said, you know, I'm scrolling down my timeline. Mm-hmm. I don't even know I, how long have I been saying y'all, my algorithms are not right. <laughs> you know, how mm-hmm. long have I said, I need to call Facebook. I need to call, I need to sit down with somebody because there's no way based on what I post, who I am, that mm-hmm. I should see this stuff. How long have I personally been screaming that, using the hashtag media apartheid and saying somebody's getting to me and I'm starting to eternalize this stuff because I have to spend my, my day on social media, hiding these posts, research, like who is this? I've never seen this name before. Uh, and it's not even that they sent me a friend request, some kind of way they're getting, you know, I may go watch a video or something I like. And then the next 10 videos in the thread are like, what is this? Why is it that I'm I'm sitting and I'm asking her, I'm like, can I see your time? Look, can I, mm-hmm. I'm looking, yeah. look, like, can I look at your phone for a <laughs> yeah. minute? Because mine is like you said, the dark web over here, mm-hmm. right? To the point when I walk out my door and we can talk about programming mm-hmm. because I talk about media parts out all the time. And I asked you last week, I said, Well, Angela, I said, do you find mm-hmm. that you are reacting to this? Um, in a way, and it's probably it may or may not be happening around you, but are you on guard? Mm-hmm. One of the things we talked about last week was, do you find yourself on guard? I'm having to be on guard. I walk into a situation and oftentimes, I'm always like one of few black women where I'm going, okay? Mm-hmm. Not to mention black people, right? If I do venture out, right? And the things that I have to go to and, and things like that. And I find, and I told you, my daughter said to me, mom, you're like always on guard. And we can't say that we don't internalize this thing. And I'm a person, I have clearly found my voice. I am clearly vocal, right? Mm-hmm. I, I don't have a problem talking about what's going on in this world, in this climate or around and so forth. But something is getting to me. And when we started reading um, Becoming Michelle Obama, because we, 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 we watched the Obamas get on the helicopter as many president and first ladies prior to them, wondering, wait, did this really, did this even get to them? And we didn't, we don't, we didn't get an inclination. Mm-hmm. We really did not get an inclination until this book, Becoming Michelle Obama, what her true and real concerns were. Uh, the counter, how she had to counter a lot of these things. And so 
the learning in this for me is learning from our first lady right now is how did, cause clearly she got a whole lot worse than I did. Right. So I'm trying to draw from her, but look what I had to endure, what she had to endure, what I had to endure. Mm -hmm. I'm making this like real personal, but (laughs) do it, do it. I had to endure it for eight years until she could publish the book and let me know. Cause I can't tell you how relieved I am to know that there was an undercurrent current where she was countering these attacks, fighting this because all the media allowed me to see was the first lady dancing and gardening, mm. you know, and talking about, you know, the let's move in the food. And I'm thinking like, wait, it's something else. I didn't get that until we start turning the pages of the book. And can we just underline and draw a circle around what you just said, right? Mm-hmm. Is that, you, Yolanda, have a very developed voice, very well-developed, identifiable voice. You've been working on it. Like you say, 17 years in blogging and, you know, lady don't tell her age your whole life, right? Whole of, life. De- whole- of developing your voice, right? <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so when you say, I'm internalizing this stuff to the point that I am now having to be on guard and not feel safe when mm-hmm. I am even online, right? When I'm looking at my, looking at my Facebook and Twitter feed, when I'm out and when when I'm out in the real world, that means something. Then let's flip it here to what, to Michelle Obama. Clearly this is a woman who also had spent a lifetime developing a voice and a Mm. position and a, and a, and a, 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 a grounded space, right? From which she came about, she had a plan. Even when all these things came up, she always came back to having a plan. She knew who she was. She negotiated what she needed. And yet, basically, what you have just said is truly she was on mute for the vast majority of the campaign and the presidency. Mm-hmm. That is, she had to mute that. And she, just like you say, she had to keep it very, there were certain times we're going to look at a time that she was like, oh, I, I got to say something, right? But how many times you know she's going to be like, oh, I got mm. something to say. But because she was trying to navigate this sort of space of being the first, you know, the, our first mm-hmm, black mm-hmm. first lady, the bir- first black first family, and saying, I have to think about not only the country, right, but the, this perception of historically what we're putting in place here. And right. so, so I guarantee you, that she was, in, in, and what she's describing is she was trying not to internalize, but she did to a degree internalize those attacks on her, mm-hmm. like we listened to before, of being the angry black woman and being, uh, you know, and being radical, and, or just being, you know, being uh, uh, the the uh, you know the baby, the Obama baby mama, right? Just the, mm-hmm. just oh the, yeah, she just the um, appendage. That. That's the term I'm looking for. The mm-hmm. appendage. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, like you say, this is a woman who was a lawyer. She had run organizations. And like you say, what do we get to see her do dance and garden? Right. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. sing carpool karaoke, which is lovely. But, you know, like you and say, that's and that's, that's all you get when mm-hmm. you go and search for the eight years of her in the White House. You don't get the and I remember the day the, the White House YouTube went. We talk about putting her on mute. Mm-hmm. I remember the day and how I felt when she had given a speech. I'm like, oh, I'm going to run right over to YouTube. I'm going to get this. And I'm like, wait. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, okay, load. Why haven't they loaded the video? Where's the video? 
And, and I'm like, wait a minute, they're not going to load this video. So I remember the day that it went mute. And now I can go back and look at the book. And I'm like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, th- there were some attacks on this, that, and the other, you know. And also, um, 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 when she, oh my God, I, the, I, I forgot what I was going to say. Something about the website. They were they stopped posting her archives on the, the White House website. It just hmm. was like, I, I mean, literally. Because hmm. when they first started, you got every word. Because, of course, you, I don't know about the Trump website, but the White House website. But in the Obama administration website, I'm, I, was a, I was a webmaster. So, you know, I watched mm-hmm. it. And, and one thing that they did in the, in the Obama administration is they, doc, they dropped a dot com like Beyonce dropped it out. <laughs> they had a dot com and a website for uh-huh. everything, right? Mm-hmm. So the very when it very first started, like you could go into the White House website each and every day and see where what the schedule was. Um, you got the transcripts, you've got even the summation of every phone call that was made. Every time they uttered a word, it was there, archived, transcribed, all of that, right? And all of a sudden, they started pulling this, like, you know, the first lady would do this and that and the other, and there would be no archive of it because everything was getting twisted. Everything she said, everything mm-hmm. she did mm-hmm. um, was getting twisted. And so it, it just stopped. But now, because they stopped archiving it, now, when you go and those in the future, when they go to look up our first lady, it's not there. Mm-hmm. It's literally not there. There's nothing out. There. It's nothing of true relevance in social media. Like one of the very first things that she did was to place the bust of Sojourner Truth. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's and it's like whoa, that was it. And then then came the dancing, the gardening, and all this other kind of stuff. All right, let me um go to some uh, and put it this in her words now. Yeah. Looking back on last week, we had one, two, three, about four clips. Um, mm-hmm. One was trying to advance. That was the first one. Um, counter Trump which was really good. And then my own words. I have one in between that I didn't name, so I'm not going to play that one. Mm -hmm. But we have one that's about a minute long. um, And I think that was pretty substantial in her explaining some things to us. We actually got two. The counter Trump one is a minute 12. You want to play that one? Yeah, let's do that one. And this is, this is all from chapter 23. I'm sorry, chapter 24. So we've, I sort of jumped ahead. If you have the print copy, we're around page four, 407, 408 is where these, where these clips are from. If you're on Kindle, good luck finding where that is. But anyway, it's <laughs> chapter 24. And uh, so uh, that will sort of, and we're talking about now at the, at the end of the Obama presidency and now they're, in, they're campaigning. Michelle is out campaigning for Hillary. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Here we go. And Trump has, you know, and Trump has become the nominee at this point or was close to becoming. I think he was the nominee at this point. So this is this was this was after the right with with, they did the great debate of Trump and Hillary. Right. Okay. Yes. The standards of decency were simply lowered in order to make room for the candidate's voice. When I heard it, I could barely believe it. And then again, there was something painfully familiar in the menace and male jocularity of that tape. I can hurt you and get away with it. It was an expression of hatred that had generally been kept out of polite company, but still lived in the marrow of our supposedly enlightened society, alive and accepted enough that someone like Donald Trump could afford to be cavalier about it. Every woman I know recognized it. 
every person who's ever been made to feel other recognized it. It was precisely what so many of us had hoped our own children would never need to experience, and yet probably would. Dominance, even the threat of it, is a form of dehumanization. It's the ugliest kind of power. My body buzzed with fury after hearing that tape. I was scheduled to speak at a campaign rally for Hillary the following week. And rather than delivering a straightforward endorsement of her capabilities, I felt compelled to try to address Trump's words directly, to counter his voice with my own. Mm. I'm telling you, that, that was... Yeah, that gets me every time. It does. But you, let me, can I tell you what I hear? Please do. So too, too many times I hear a woman getting ready to go into battle. Mm-hmm. That's what I hear. Mm-hmm. When she shouldn't have to. Yep. You know, and, and, and we see it on social media all the time. It's like, it's just, I'm, I'm so tired of, and I'm mm-hmm. not tired. Like I'm exhausted. Of yep. Having to go into battle. Now, mind you, let me, I really want people to get this. Okay. Mind you, um, there, she has an army, she has a team, you know, she said she's scheduled and, and, and if anybody has ever dealt with, you know, white house scheduling, there's nothing that's really impromptu. It's all planned out months and events. I mean, they knew going in the white house on this day, you as a first lady or you as a pres- outgoing president incumbent, you know, you got to spend a day or two or a week or whatever, um, champion the, the new person and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. And and I hear where literally all she has to do is wake up, get dressed, go let somebody let Michelle let somebody write this speech. Mm-hmm. Just go deliver the words. Mm-hmm. But we don't hear that. We hear her getting ready to go into battle. Yeah, when she talks about that, she her body buzzed with fury. Mm. Right. And, you know, we, we're not going to I assume we won't say what the, the as, we only have to say the tape. Right. The Trump tape to mm-hmm. know what we're talking about. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think many of us buzz with fury. But to think about her of all the stuff she's seen. Right. Think about right. what she's right. seen, what she has, what she has been on the receiving end of when she's this. I don't know that she talked about fury at, at, prior to this in the, in oh, the no. book. Right. Oh, no. She's talking about being furious. And mm-hmm. like you say, and this is a, at a point where she should be doing her victory lap, right? They made exactly. it eight years and it's been great. And every, you know, and, and she's, you know, she's trying to, to secure the legacy, secure her, you know, secure, secure her legacy. Like she's out trying to protect that garden. So nobody will dig up her garden, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, she's out trying to protect some, some of this legacy. She had just been on a tour for, of Africa. And we hadn't seen her a lot in the campaign because she had been d- doing her work with girls in Africa. You know, I mean, she, you know, she and we was... didn't, we didn't expect, I know Mm-mm. in my household, we didn't yeah. expect to see her on the campaign because Hillary had been an adversary. I mean, she had yes. been, she had been an opponent, right? So we didn't expect them to have too much to say. Mm-hmm. And I think that was really what, part of the conflict of having this go and speak for Hillary or the, the next, you know, because the things that had happened prior to is like, wait a minute. I mean, and this was a lesson. This was a lesson for me. It's like the whole, the whole lesser of two evils. Like can't, you got to endorse Hillary because you can't certainly can't not Mm -hmm. endorse Hillary means an endorsement for Trump. Right. Right. Even though, even though the same wasn't required of a Bush, you know, 
um, or other presidents. I mean, it's like it, that was a hard thing. So I'm glad that her speech did take the tone of let me just address what this man who's running for president is doing for the movement of of women, then I don't really have to kind of speak to Hillary's capabilities, right? Right. I don't really have to speak to that. And I really, because one thing I know that Michelle Obama was mindful of, she was mindful of the the lens on her. You know, she was mindful of what people were going to interpret her, This that it wasn't really a a true alliance. Because, I mean, hey, they're out of the office now. You still don't see you rarely see, I don't know, can we, is there a moment, most of the, the post-White House moments have been her and George Bush, not her and any of the other first ladies, or her and any, you know, so. Well, and, and remember, every time she spoke, somebody was trying to, you, to, to make her a detriment yeah. to the campaign, yeah. to, to just in general, and to the presidency. And so, she, you know, no doubt she was very much cautious. And I remember when she went off to Africa at the, for that point, I thought, yeah, she's just, you know, she's going to make sure she's not around. Then there's no question. The distance. Right. Find, some, find some distance. But, oh. you know, this this idea that she's like, yeah, I got to speak to this. And and I think mm-hmm. that the when she puts here dominance, even the threat of it is a form of dehumanization. It's the ugliest kind of power. I think that she gets to the root of what you're describing of mm-hmm. why is it exhausting, right? And why are she you said every woman. She said every yes. woman knows that voice. Somebody mm-hmm. um posted a meme, meaning a, a photograph uh from one of the many many marches that's happening. I mean, you could go to DC and there's a march schedule. Somebody mm-hmm. posted a meme and said how come every woman knows another woman that suffered abuse, rape, the rape culture, the mm-hmm. abuse culture, but no man knows, no man knows another man that it, that has caused this kind of pain. And so I shared it, and a lot of the guys, you know, because Drivers does have a wonderful male following. Shout out, guys! Um, and they was like, "Well, we don't know." And I'm like, "That's, that's so clearly a lie, and I need y'all to stop that mm-hmm. because I myself have done the the live show asking men why and why is it that you think you don't know? Because if you think you don't know, it's probably you." And I mm. went into a context mm. of, let me <laughs> tell you what that language sounds like. Donald Trump, when he talked about um, grabbing the woman, right? Mm-hmm. They were talking about a specific woman. They were talking about a friend's, he was talking about a friend's wife. Mm-hmm. And on the bus, the infamous bus with Billy Bush, and they keep trying to ease Billy Bush back on us. Uh, yeah, he needs inside to audition. They keep showing little clips of him and this, that, and the other. They're trying to get him back, get him back to work. But anyway, if one here's the thing that was going on: Billy Bush, the coward that he was, was cowering up to Trump. And on that bus and in that conversation, Billy Bush was feeding Trump mm-hmm. a woman. Mm-hmm. Okay. The woman they were talking about was Billy Bush's co-host. Somebody mm-hmm. that he had worked with at a time. Oh, I remember you worked with so-and-so. Yeah, I was going to grab that. She was married at the time. Mm-hmm. And what, and I don't know if anybody ever really dealt with, for me, 
when I watched Billy Bush and Trump get off the bus, yes. I didn't notice the horde of men who came off the bus mm-hmm. behind them. And that's why they went ahead and said, oh, that's just locker room conversation. So I had to say to the men when I put that post up, and they were saying, well, no, we don't know them. We don't know them. And I understand Bill Cosby's running out there, standing out there alone, but birds of a feather. Uh, mm-hmm. If you go back to that, one of the victims, uh, I don't even know, can we say alleged this time? Because the man is serving prison time. Right. One of the victims happened to be the girlfriend of Sammy Davis Jr. Mm-hmm. Sammy Davis Jr. sent her to go pick up Bill Cosby. And in her testimony or in her uh, interview, mm-hmm. she said, I, I knocked on the door. He opened the door and he just took it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, Huh? He took what? Mm-hmm. Oh, he just took it. And they asked her, well, did she go back and tell Sammy? Well, she was one of many women in this in this culture that they mm-hmm. had going on. Mm-hmm. But she didn't go back and say, hey, you sent me to go get this guy and this happened. No. You know, and so trying to get men to understand women are right now trying to find their voice. Mm-hmm. You don't know who that woman is. But they keep trying to tell us to be quiet. You said that earlier. They keep trying, like, mm-hmm. okay, let's just not talk. I'm like, okay, well, you're saying you don't know, you don't know the men. I'm telling you, well, here's what they say. Here's what they do in your presence. And I've had four, or five of y'all on my own radio show where y'all tell me y'all hear the language and you don't ask, you don't probe, you don't. Not that you condone it, but you don't disown it either. You don't well, push that guy out of your group. And who's that? Who else is like you said? Who else is in the locker room? This is locker room talk. Well, right. y'all never in a locker room, right? Exactly. You never in the barbershop. And never. And they just never say, on the hey, golf course. Right? That's my. That's my guy. Oh, that's I my boy. I He's just talking. Go right. into it with them. That's what right. they're saying. Right. Oh, and he. And so. that's what they. And that's yeah, to your point. And so, oh, Trump. And this is what we're told, right? You said every woman. She said every woman. I mean, I, I still think woman. about this, <laughs> and I get sick to my stomach. I get a punch in the stomach. You do. And you feel it. You feel and it. And it's when they get off the bus because, mm-hmm. like you say, they're talking about really two women. Right. Mm-hmm. The one about, that's standing there. They're talking about the one that, like you said, that, that was the co-host and the wife of someone mm-hmm. else. But mm-hmm. they're talking about getting this woman who is here doing her job, right? Mm-hmm. And she is completely unsuspecting. Unsuspecting. And they're being, they're talking just the, basically about assaulting her, right? And so Trump's talking about assaulting her. Billy Bush is <laughs> laughing along. And then mm-hmm. they get off the bus and they're like, oh, hello. And oh. you watch it play. And out. it looks, and they're like, we're super professional. We weren't just, you know, talking Ooh. about raping you, right? And she's like, well, hello and whatever. And, but, and you can see Billy Bush going, like, do it, do it, touch her, touch her. You know, it's like, and every time. The grooming, that, the grooming. Yes. And every grooming. time that she was next to she was like when she was walking between them mm-hmm. i mean like i still i feel i'm like i and immediately for her. she was she was swarm she was squirming like okay yeah, she whoa. could sense it the thing mm-hmm. is she could sense it and you know what she's thinking in her head you know what i'm sure i'm just a, i'm just you know i'm just let imagining me, let me just it get through this let me, let me get, get through this through and this. i'm just I'm probably mm-hmm. not picking up on what I think I'm picking up on. And guess what? She was exactly picking up on it. And that, and that's the, that's the point. Ooh. That's the point. That's the point of mm. the, of the, of black women such as yourself and the ones in this, uh, your slip is showing. They're like, wait a minute. I know this isn't right. Something is wrong. Right. And everybody says, Oh no, 
oh no, women, you're just being overly sensitive, right? And that's why we had two separate Me Too movements. Exactly. And so, but, but then then you're talking about, as you talk to men in engagement, thank you for doing that, Yolanda, for engaging men on this topic, because it's, they they need, you know, they they need, they need to participate. And sometimes I need, I need need it. I need it to know. I need it to know. And and that's what them in. And this is when we go back to this idea of dominance, right? Mm. And so anybody who's in a dominant position is threatened there. If they're, if that's, you know, there's, it's hard not to be threatened. I don't want to say, you know, all anything right but it's hard not to be threatened when somebody says hey you realize that this isn't this is happening over here and people tend to react and it's a very human reaction that when you point Mm -hmm. out to them and this is why you know this is the whole white privilege thing this is this is gender this is you know heteronormative wherever you are in the hierarchy of privilege because there's a Mm -hmm. hierarchy when somebody on the rung or two below you points out you know what you've got some privilege there your first inclination is to think what no, no. Right. Right. It's, it's the thing of, and, do you need to turn over every stone? We need to turn over every stone. Yeah. But and so, yeah. But, so, so, so again, getting past that knee jerk reaction, right. And saying, as you did, I think you handled that. Sounds like you handled that very well to say, okay, but no, wait a minute. Stop and think for a minute. This is not, you know, and again, this is not an attack. This is to raise awareness. And again, this is where we talk about weaponized voices, right? Mm. And is the voice a weapon to harm or is the weapon of defense, right? And right. to say, all right, sometimes our, our defense is going to sound like an attack, but it's or can not. We just, can we just sound the alarm? And that's it. And sounding that's what, the alarm. We just right. tried to sound the alarm. And, it's, and are, we, are we trying to kill the messenger? Right. And so it's like when 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 the you know, say, for example, back to this back to the to the to the tape and, you know, in Michelle Obama, this being the when when they go low, we go high speech. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Is that is that women heard this. The majority of women heard this and were like, yeah, that's really bad. And and yet it was it was it was diminished. Right. And that's another reason why. Michelle Obama in her fury is like, I have a platform and I have to say something because I, I have a, I have a voice that can be heard. And if nothing else to be validated in your experience, if you want to talk about sharing, not being afraid to speak, right. And and we, 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 you know, you got to be safe. Right. But is that sometimes the, maybe the, the attack will continue, but for others who are feeling the same as you to hear yeah, you know what? You, uh, you're not, you're right. This is you, what you're feeling is real. What you're seeing is real. What you're experiencing is real. At least validates others to continue and to stay in the fight, right? Even though they're exhausted, even though we're worn out, right? I want to so, play this other one on um, trying to advance. I'm not yes, sure. Yes, I think I was going to say that's, yeah. And was, that should be the perfect segue. All right, here we go. I've been mocked and threatened many times now cut down for being black, female, and vocal. I felt the derision directed at my body, the literal space I occupied in the world. I'd watched Donald Trump stalk Hillary Clinton during a debate, following her around as she spoke, standing too close, trying to diminish her presence with his. I can hurt you and get away with it. Women endure entire lifetimes of these indignities in the form of catcalls, groping, assault, oppression, These things injure us. They sap our strength. 
some of the cuts are so small they're barely visible. Others are huge and gaping, leaving scars that never heal. Either way, they accumulate. We carry them everywhere, to and from school and work, at home while raising our children, at our places of worship, anytime we try to advance. It's everywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she mm-hmm. went school, work, raising our kids, worship. It's it's everywhere. And again, we're not getting this until we got the book. I'd like to chime in. New Media TV wants to, you want to dial in? We we want a male voice wants to come into the podcast. <laughs> yeah, push push your button. We'll bring you on for a second. We've got probably about a good 10 minutes. Angela, are you good on time? I'm good on time. About 10 good minutes on time. is good. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, chime in. There we go. Let's see if we can get somebody on the podcast. This is why we ask you guys to join us live on Periscope because you can dial in. And then we got a four, three, two, one. Are you there? Leave. There you go. We hear you loud and clear. Chime in for us. Well, first of all, um, accolades go out to you ladies for having such a platform because, you know, this is healthy and, and it's needed, you know. Um, so just accolades to you. First. Thank you. Thank you. Um, secondly, <clears throat> I'm a man, <laughs> of course. And uh, but I have a I have a wife and I've got four sisters mm-hmm. and I've got friends who are women. So I, I I'm with you guys on I hear everything you're saying. And I can tell you as an African American, I can um I can empathize with with your plight. Uh, because a lot of it does line up with being an African-American, even a man. Now, when you're an African-American woman, everybody knows that's devil. And it's not about race, but shoot, somebody made us a certain color. So at some point, it's got to be about race to some mm-hmm. extent, right? So, um, but here's what I wanted to say. Um, you, because, okay, I'm sorry. I'm trying to get it together here. Uh I would like to have a platform like this for men, right? So, so that so that we could point out some of the mm-hmm. things that we feel that women may not understand they do to us, right? Now, let me say a couple of things real quickly, because again, I, I don't want to hijack the platform and say, "Wait a minute, what about us?" This isn't that; it really isn't, okay? But I, I want some help here, and that's what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. So. One of the things that I feel as a man, and I'm an alpha male, too. I'm an alpha male, right? (laughs) But one of the things that I feel as a man uh, that I think is overlooked with us is I think we're we're built differently, psychologically, obviously, physically, you know, and we're attracted as men to things differently. I just want to bring out this one point um, because I think it really speaks to a point that, like, most women don't get about men. So when a woman wears clothes, mm-hmm. and she can wear whatever she desires to, believe me, I, I, I mean it. But when she does wear clothes that accentuate her, uh, accentuate her, her body, nice-looking body, like you may go to the, the Walmart and a woman will have spandex on, which is basically pantyhose that's just a little thicker, right, but spandex on. And then we can see clearly stuff i'll just say right and the cleavage is out and thin bra and you can see as men we really have to deal with that in a way where 
where we have to put on our, we have to make an effort to really, you know, do something to not naturally do what we want to do. And that's, oh, wow, look at that. Oh, my goodness. Right. So just one example of, um, of how we fight too, uh, to, to behave, right? Well, let, not- let me let me ask you this. Let me let me ask you this. And 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 I love I love the dialogue. One of the things, first and foremost, is over the past seventeen years, one thing that I do is gather men so that they can have this conversation. Not even in my presence. I just book a space, feed them. Listen, y'all go have this conversation. And then at the end of the day, I want some of it as content, right? Uh, so that we can kind of help our society. Okay. There are certain societies where people are a little bit more evolved uh, on sexuality, on uh, what's displayed, you know, than than in America, right? So mm-hmm. beyond that, we're talking about our, we're talking about a voice. We're talking about women uh, just just simply having the voice. Now, let me talk about when you came on. You said, okay, you know, Angela being a white female, she's got her issues. You being a black male and alpha male like that, you've got your issues. And then you said, as a black female, it's just like double. And I'm like, well, damn. Michelle Obama talks about that otherness. It's like in the company of the two of you, you came in and gave me this whole, me personally as a black female, this whole world of otherness that our first lady talks about. So regardless of where we go in this conversation, Angela's got her perspective based on her experience. You got your perspective based on your experience. And apparently I got all y'all's experience <laughs> plus double my, double my own. And what I want to know is, because what we're trying to evolve to as a society is where we don't come with that, where we all in this conversation, we all can see, can we ever get to a point? And I'm hoping that you, and talking about how women dress and how men have to uh, um, stifle themselves, I'm hoping that the goal is at some point, because this is what I'm hoping, right? And in, in in us having these podcasts and Angela and I going to see Michelle Obama and us getting ready to elect another president, I'm hoping, it, and, 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 and even Michelle Obama said, you hope that your children, like I hope that my daughters, your daughters, your sisters, that don't have to deal with this, that this we keep applying this otherness we've got to get to a point where hopefully learning from our first lady is that that otherness speak that you can't just came in with and i could challenge you as a man to just stop with the otherness and and we're in this podcast and previous episodes explaining what that is okay it start it's got to start right there all that otherness that you just applied to me in a conversation with a white woman and a black man, <clears throat> all that otherness, it's got to stop. Not, I don't care what I put on. I'm sitting here in a t-shirt. I'm sitting here on a bar stool in my kitchen. All of the only thing that can change in us having this conversation is the fact that you walk away from the conversation and say, okay, I'm not going to apply all that otherness anymore. We, well, we can, we can, we don't have to apply the otherness. Just like if there was a big elephant sitting in the room, always we elephants are in the room. Always. We don't. We don't have to talk about the elephant. Like we can agree to well, just never. Well, we have never... to talk about the elephant because. In well, my but book, that's what the I otherness subscribe... is, though. No, but, but the I otherness. Subs- the otherness oh, is true. It's the truth. 
I subscribe to elephants in the room because they represent truth. It, it's the truth, but even if it's the truth and it's the facts of life, there's still change is still possible. And I'm not saying ignore the otherness. I want you to like, I want you to have a sensitivity to the fact that you just said that whatever y'all got going on, I got double. I want you to be, I want you to say that and shrink a little bit and wonder like, wait, why do you have double? Because you didn't didn't question the fact that, it's not that we know it, but you didn't question it. That's what we were talking about, about the men on the bus. They didn't question it. They, They heard how Trump treats women and they got off the bus and they watched him do the same thing as Billy Bush fed him another woman. Well, I got the solution in the interest of time. Let me just Go tell ahead. you what it is. Okay. The reason your otherness and the, the, the lady who is a non-black or white lady on the, uh, I hate saying like the white lady. You can call lady. me a white lady. You I'm know. a white lady. That's I know, fine. But, I know, but I hate saying the black lady, the white lady, the black <laughs> man. But, you know, and then me being the, the black man, um, what we need to practice more is uh, throwing throwing at the other people like i need to throw at the white lady and the the lady with the otherness and you guys need to throw at the men more uh acception or more of an accepted understanding kind of behavior in other words the answer is don't say anything about what your plight is or what your issue is and just and just uh in uh, and put in place i hear you black man and i hear you white woman hear the other person always cater to them and then if they behave that way to you we can get it resolved but it's not gonna happen but that that's what it needs it needs we need to be more caring about the other person's thing because you know what i mean try that we have never tried that and it may sound ridiculous to people who will hear this podcast later (laughs) and say do something with that guy who called in because he's crazy. But I'm telling you, that's what we need. It is. And that's, and that's one of the reasons we, we do it. And that's why we've come to the table to talk about this, because we're going to go into this arena filled with people. And Angela and I are even going to tailgate. We're going to go live there before, probably during, during intermission or after, whatever goes on. We're going to talk about this, but when we talk about finding the voice, you know, just starting with, oh, this is what I heard. Because we can all speak, we can all say, but what did you hear? What did you hear? And what are you willing to react to? That's that's what I think I want to see come out of this and, and not just us just do this and then, you know, and then the white lady goes on and the, and the brother man goes on. And then I'm like, dang, I got double with that. And it's like, and I need y'all to understand, y'all just said, I'm dealing with double. I'm stuck right there. But you do realize you have double though, right? Like you're Why? not saying you Why don't. Why do I have double? You have double because, because we're, we're your, because race is a factor and you're black and I'm black and I, and I know at 52 years old, what it is to be treated a certain way just to wear the skin around all day, every day, 24 hours a day, seriously. And you we, know. Because we live in a country and, with that kind of concept. Right. So, but so then we, you said what why, right? now is you, But you, hold on, let me finish that. the why. So then you being black and a woman, then you got to deal with the sexist part of it, right? <laughs> so, so that's why, like, I'm surprised you would even, 
I guess it was a rhetorical question anyway. You weren't really asking, but no, I'm I'm, I'm really asking because because what we have to understand now, and I think what's what's going on around us is there are more and more people that are coming to the point, and this is I'm gonna play another clip. Let me play this other clip about what Michelle Obama said. Um, change is trying to happen. Is that is that do what? Let me see if I can find yeah. it. Is that? Do we have time? We've got time, right? We 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 can always try to go back. I'm trying to think. Uh, hold on. Mm, I don't know if this is it. Let's just see. In general, I felt as if I couldn't win. That no amount of faith or hard work would push me past my detractors and their attempts to invalidate me. I was female, black, and strong, which to certain people, maintaining a certain mindset, translated only to angry. It was another damaging cliche. One that's been forever used to sweep minority women to the perimeter of every room. An unconscious signal not to listen to what we've got to say. And that's one of the things that that we started off with is Mm -hmm. because, hold on, I'm recording. Um, That's one of the things we, we, we started off with that because what's happening right now in this particular climate Angela said the article that she and I think one of somebody I dearly know it was um, was involved that, in that, that. Yes, yeah. Shireen was a Shireen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and Shireen and I both came on Twitter like the day Twitter started, right? And we came on and we decided we would use these platforms to bring awareness to this thing. And nobody listened. Now everybody, now Shireen is booked everywhere because it's now what happened to black women is now happening to the rest of society. Now it's all together. Important. Okay, well, how did black women survive it? What, what, how did black women get past it? What are black women, you know, it's like all of a sudden now people want to come and check our pulse, right? Because what they do is they watch us go through these painful mm-hmm. moments because we can bury it. And now that it's happening to people who, who can't bear through it, you know, grunt through it, like our first lady, Michelle Obama, and everybody wonder, well, how did they survive it? Can we, can we harness a little bit of what they have as far? Because here I am, like, with y'all, walking around with double, <laughs> but yet it's still, I'm able to keep going. So now everybody wants to check my pulse, but not because they want to heal what I've got going on, because they want to then heal somebody else. Let me ask you a question real quick. Is there, mm-hmm. uh, we, we, you know, we're familiar with the term white privilege, right? And we, and people will throw that out. And then there are people on the other side who will say, yeah, we do have white privilege, right? So is there such a thing as black privilege though? Yes. Just, just, okay. What's an example of black privilege? Well, <clears throat> black privilege and, and, and I subscribe to numbers in, in the black community. We have kind of a, what I consider to be and something I had blogged about was the 60, 30, 10, right? 10% of us are just unbothered. I've always tried to keep myself in the 30% working real hard to get to the unbothered. You know, that unbothered. Like they, they really don't have to deal with what we can do. They can leave this country. They can live at a certain level. Um, they can get away from it. Many of them, they come out in, in, in certain mediums and say, well, you know, it's not as bad as, you know, black people make a scene or there's some things that they're pulling, you know, doing to themselves, Right. And I think you even alluded to to something um, that was, oh, the whole difference that black men got something different going on or, or whatever, you know. So there is a level of, of black privilege. One is we should have a level of black privilege. Because but we what is have, it? Give me, exa- give me an example of it, though. I just want to. It's, it's, 
it's the fact that you can be unbothered and not having to deal with looking out your window and seeing the poverty, um, certain getting a certain level, and it used to be getting a certain level of education. Um, there's a documentary out there called A Place of Our Own. And these were black people who they had reached a level of wealth that they could afford. All this, all this conversation you hear about, oh, well, black people should go and live in a certain place and dwell in a certain place, rule in a certain place. <clears throat> they have that, right? They can, they can leave, you know, the rest of us behind and go off. And they, but they, but at the same time, they almost have to. Is, is that really ridicule? Um, they ridicule on both levels. Is they're that ridiculed. really black yeah, go pr- ahead. privilege, or because that seems it like any, anytime any... you can get away from a situation, that's because that is. But anybody it's can do that, white... though. Like any anybody can do that, though. But anybody... it, it is parallel to what we consider. If you want to know what black privilege, um, actually, well, what is white privilege? I, I itemize some of the things you think is is absolutely white privilege, white privilege is. Uh, and again, it's this keep in mind when we say it, it's not like every white person gets this. But right, it's like, they don't. It's like we view as the majority of the collective get this, right? So I can go to uh to a hotel, check in, you know, and then go upstairs and and, and in a in a hurry, go downstairs to, to meet with the gang. Oh, I left my wallet in there. And I just checked in. They saw me. I'm going back to the front desk with the same lady, and then she's like Oh well, no, we can't do it. You gotta have ID. We gotta walk you back up. With is that the black and, person or the right? white person? No, this is the black person, right? And okay. then to to a lot of white counterparts, they it, that doesn't happen, right? They just say, okay, no problem. Now here's just one more, just in case, right? I can, and this has happened to me, and I've watched. You can go to a Seven Eleven or a convenience store, and the and the person behind the counter might be putting cigarettes back, I don't know, doing something, right? And they didn't pay attention to you coming in. However, mm-hmm. two or three more customers may come in who are white, and then nobody wants to line up because since the third grade, they kept telling us to line up, and now we grew up, and don't, we don't want to line up. So nobody mm-hmm. queues up. So we're just staggered all over the place. When she comes back, she goes right to one of the white people say, may I help you, instead of saying who's next or anything like that. Now, it doesn't happen every time, but it happens a lot. And when you walk around with this, with this, uh, 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 skin, guard. Yeah. right? You, when yeah. you walk around with this skin, you see it all the time, right? So those are the little it's, look. It's it's not going to make you a millionaire, but it's that little all day long. Those little mm-hmm. privileges add up to a crummy day, right? So that's what I consider. Uh, so I'm saying, what privileges do we have that we're not not something that we choose to do mm-hmm. or not do? Like mm-hmm. that's that's kind of awarded to us, and I and I would I wanted to submit that we do have black privilege, and here's an example of one. If I'm if I, and it comes from white privilege. If I'm sitting somewhere, and I've done this many times. Uh, it's a I'm on a ship or something, I'm on a cruise, and I just want to kind of sit down by kind of by myself a little bit. And there's a lot of times where. And I'm telling you, I don't have any proof, but I can, but from it happening so many times, I can tell you what it is. I know. But I can sit down between two white people and somebody will get up because they do not want to sit by me. That's a privilege. I, I know it. I can actually say, I'll sit here. A, priv- a privilege to whom? Uh, to That's... have my own little space. They'll leave. So you'll invade. Well, and yeah. come, invade to come. Because I, because I wouldn't be able to invade if I were white. Would be an invasion. <laughs> well, so it, I, but see, the thing about it is, 
Yes, you uh, would, because a white person would do this. Would do the same thing. They would. But my point is, they wouldn't. Li- I'm just. I'm they asserting. probably. Yeah. No. Well, hold on. Let's just let's just take it for what I'm saying for this example, yeah. right? That it is what I'm saying. So they're leaving because they don't want to be around the black guy, right? Okay. Let's just again. Let's hypothetically mm-hmm. say that. Okay. Let's say we pulled those people. They say, yeah, I did get up because right. Let's just say that because it does. Then what would you do? What would you right. do? So so I'm saying that's that's thing. our privilege. So the only mm-hmm. reason I even brought that out because man, I tell you, I want to get this done real quickly is because. We all, when we think we're being done so wrongly or treated so poorly, we all can find some things that we really have advantages where we, if we just look or it's not well, what you What you're talking about is liberties, okay? There are liberties that we give each other that in terms can be translated into privileges, and the discussion with, between black people and, and the otherness, the discussion in the others is that we talk more about the liberties that white people give each other simply because we don't we don't do we don't replicate those liberties for for us within like I'm. I may not give you come sit next to me. You know, I might not give you that liberty. We're we going to both be comfortable. It's, it boils <laughs> down to liberty. It boils down to, to liberties. And yes, it does cross, you know, it cross all kind of, all kind of things. But I'm going to let you go. I thank okay. you so much for dialing in. And liberties are privileges, though, by the way. That's but what anyway, I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. That's exactly what I said. But it's liberties. Just... Okay. I'm like, I'm, uh, I know you got to go. And I'm looking mm-hmm. at you. got about four minutes to wrap up. Sorry about that. Having to drop him. Um, good conversation. And do guys follow him. That was uh, new in you underscore MTV. Um, he's definitely rocking a lot of these platforms live streaming. And it's been a pioneer in how we use all these technologies and so forth. But thank you so much for dialing in. But it does come back to liberties. And what we saw with that, with bringing it back to Michelle Obama as our first lady and, and this first family, uh, because they were African-American, they were not afforded some of the very same liberties, okay, privileges. And then whereas they felt like they didn't get some of the same, or we as an audience felt like they didn't get some of the same liberties because they were the first black couple, first black uh, family in the White House, black community, the black community didn't feel like it got some of those black on black privileges mm-hmm. or liberties. So it, it all comes up. I felt like y'all, I'm like, he came in and he was like, okay, you got a white woman and a black man, but then you dealing with that. I'm like, where my liberty? Right, where are your liberties? <laughs> well, you know, Yolanda, I think that's, that, that's, that's, you know, and I just was like, I'm going to let y'all have it and I'll sit back here. And, uh, but, to, but Right, because you, cause you don't have to deal with that. Well, and, well no, no, but it's, go ahead. no I, and, go ahead. and, and it's, it's, it's absolutely to say, you know, I want to just as you know, sitting back and listening is to mm-hmm. say, you know, there are multiple privileges, right? Mm-hmm. There's many levels of privilege, right? There's many hierarchies. And so this is part of navigating all this is to honor that everybody's in a privilege, everybody's in a hierarchy, and very few people are at the very top. To your part, about the 10% that are unbothered, right? It's just unbothered. There's just, there's just a very small group and globally, right? The mm-hmm. 1% that are truly unbothered. The rest of us are bothered, right? And there's multiple layers and levels of bother. And, and I think that being able to say, yes, 
I see yours, you know, you're talking about the elephant. Mm. I see your elephant, you see my elephant, right? Mm -hmm. And that from you to point out your elephants to me does not diminish that I got elephants too. And I think sometimes this is how we're, we're engaging this is to say, okay, I'm over here and, and it's back to that issue of white privilege is that you have white people go, oh my God, but I don't have all these privileges. That's not the point of it, right? That's not the <laughs> point of it, right? The point is, is that there can be, back to, your, back to this, giving Michelle Obama credit, the other, the sameness, and the togetherness, right? Yes, yes. Otherness doesn't mean that our sameness doesn't, this does not outweigh the otherness, and well, togetherness doesn't mean that we can't have differences. So we can... Well, let, me, let me ask you this, because in the same vein, you are the master strategist. He came on and he and I had a sameness, okay? Mm -hmm. Or black, right? Right. But we still couldn't come together and, mm -hmm. and even though we had a great dialogue, okay? Because I said, well, here's what you need to do. Um, he asked, what do, what do I need to do? And I said, well, here's what you need to do. He had a solution. I had a solution. Mm -hmm. it, it, I don't know that it created uh, togetherness. Right. And, and, I, and I will say that... Because I thought when it, I brought him on, I was like, oh, okay, here comes some togetherness. But right. <laughs> well, and, it, and I it think... It was more otherness. Well, and, and, and I think it's interesting because it shows that... It's, it doesn't just happen in one discussion. It doesn't just happen exactly. in one conversation. Exactly. And, that, um, and I'm going to kick it, I'm going to kick it scholarly, right? right. There's, a, there's a concept from um, communication theory called the dialogic ethic, right? And it's the idea that there is um, an, an ethics of dialogue, right? Mm -hmm. And that the actual just talking, right? And, and being in your, sharing your voice and then listening without trying to change the other person's opinion, right? Exactly. Can create something new. And so to say, all right, can we, we get to togetherness, right? When mm -hmm. we're able to sit in this other experience and really listen and, and integrate it. And so, yeah, it was a, that was a pretty quick conversation. There was a whole lot unpacked there, but it doesn't mean that we don't get there, right? right. And, and we don't have to get to that point where we say, oh, well, let's just... Uh, agree to disagree it's not right. even about agreeing and disagreeing mm -hmm. because we're talking about finding our voice first and foremost let's just be heard let's just let it sit for a little bit right and then and then come back let's work on it. the fact that because we don't know i don't know what you heard you don't know what i heard mm -hmm. we don't know what you oh, heard that's it we don't know what the takeaway was you know because like i said in all that he said i was still stuck back at the beginning <laughs> When he said I was dealing with well, see, <clears throat> and that's and I think that's very interesting because you know um, he pointed out that he did not feel that that was in any way offensive. Anything he thought he was he was validating your experience, and to mm -hmm. say actually no, that's not how that was received. And this is the beauty of language, but the challenge yes. of language oh. is that we can use the same words, but they don't necessarily mean the same mean thing. The same thing. And exactly. so getting to the root of the meaning. Right. And saying, mm. let's get down to the meaning. And you know what? That's where the sameness really happens. And that's where the togetherness mm. is when I say, finally, I understand your meaning. Right. I, don't, I understand your experience because I understand your meaning. And so that was what you guys were doing. That's why I just said, well, I'm going to sit back and let you guys work it out. <laughs> right. Because you're trying to get to meaning on that. And yeah. and and so, OK, now I now I can be aware that when we're in dialogue together. Right. 
this words, these words that I'm using may not mean the same thing to you. And this is why we just then keep button heads, button heads, button heads. I'm talking about, you know, globally. It's because we think we understand one another and we don't. And this is where voice and talking and communicating and listening comes about because it may, we may have to say it a hundred times mm-hmm. before we finally figure out what the other person is trying to say that we understand in our own mind as to the meaning, not the problem of the person saying it. We just don't understand what the words mean because it's a different experience. So, you know, anyway, that was, uh, you know, like I say, brave guy to jump in here and, <laughs> and, and go at it. And, and back to you, Yolanda, I always tip my hat to you. You stand in your voice, right? And yes. you absolutely are a great example of that. And you let other people share their voice. So, I mean, my, anything, my, my it's a model. Is, yeah, my you voice know. just comes from the experience of, of speaking out. Um, while Angela's talking, I grabbed the calendar here and I am literally looking at the fact that we have one more um, regular <laughs> podcast, yep. uh, which will be May the 1st. So when we come back with you guys, Actually, it's, be, is it, um, and I'm, is it April, isn't it April 30th is the Tuesday? That's a two, oh, Tuesday. We are on Tuesday. Yep. I'm thinking Wednesday. Yeah. April 30th. And then uh, April, so are we going to do April the 7th because the event will be that Saturday? I was thinking we would probably not do the 7th because we're going to be doing the event. Um, But we can, we can, we'll play it by ear, you know, maybe we'll do a quick, just a quick promo of the the 7th. Okay. Um, Okay. On the 7th. But yeah, so next week, man, is, uh, is, is it, is we're, we're staring down the barrel and you know what? And, and thank him for pointing out the fact that we did it. We, it was an idea. It was a thought. And it's, mm-hmm. it's op- definitely opened up dialogue and definitely conversation. Uh, for those of you that are, are working on the book and tweeting us before and during and after and, and hanging on and, and subscribing um, to the podcast. And so, like I said, I know Michelle Obama is on tour all over. She is expected in Atlanta on May the 11th. And we... Uh, Unfortunately, because of our region, we've, we've got a larger venue than most of the other places. So, you know, we wanted to do something. We're looking at right now, just check, I think just kind of checking the weather and then some logistics on how we can possibly go live. I'd like to do something on a vi- more visual, but it just depends. Yeah. Uh, I understand those security is probably going to be yeah. uh, an issue. So we definitely need to get logistics and figure out. Um, and I had a friend checking on maybe some of the credential kind of situations, what that might look like Mm -hmm. um, and letting me know um, if we said, I think we all, those of us that are on the blogger side have kind of agreed that we kind of want to be out with the people as Mm -hmm. opposed to going through the press route, because usually the press route, they put you in the belly of the arena and you just kind of miss all of the ambience. I want to see all the ladies coming in. I want to feel that energy and Mm -hmm. so forth. So we'll probably do that. Um, We'll be back next week. Uh, more chapters, more audio. Thank you, Angela, so much for jumping on this with me. My God. And thank you for inviting us along. Um, as you know, the, the tickets went through kind of a whole lottery system. Angela got through and she's invited us. Um, but I want you to go and follow her at Angela Stalkup, A N G E L A S T A L C U P. Uh, on you're mostly on Twitter, right? I am. I am, and um, and then um, you know, I, my Facebook is. I don't have a Facebook page, but my personal profile is usually public, so you can okay. certainly follow me there too. Good, 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 good. All right, all right, guys. Um, 
great conversation. Great. My yeah. mind is like going a mile, <laughs> a mile a minute, a mile a minute. This has been absolutely good. One, because we get a chance to see um, the inner workings of how our first lady mastered her time in the White House. And not only that, she's given us a language. And the language I really want people to take away from this, Angela, is the, what we said, the otherness, togetherness, mm-hmm. the sameness. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I think that's why we don't enjoy more liberties in our society is because we can't see the same. The sameness is there, y'all. The sameness is there. It's just that we have so many constructs just within America and our regions and so forth that, that dwell on the otherness. The sameness, if you leave this podcast knowing anything, the sameness, it's there. We just got to try to figure out how to get to it. Yes. All right. All right, Angela, I'm going to go do what I do and finish up the post-production of this podcast and put on some dinner. What Anything else you got going on you want to let people know? Um, actually, I'm going to be at Oglethorpe University this week uh, on Thursday, April 25th, speaking about success and leadership. So um, that's Ooh. my that's my next thing. And, uh, you know, anybody's interested, um, it's uh, I, it's I'm speaking to a student group, but there may be opportunities for other people to uh, to uh, to jump in. And then uh, and then uh, next week I'm going to be working on when we talk about my hashtag is launch chat. And it's been a little a little sparse. Next week, I'm going to be putting together, as a follow-up to the Success and Leadership program, um, I'm going to be doing a series of chats with some successful leadership women. And hopefully, Yolanda, you'll, you'll get to join me on for, for mine. Awesome. So, awesome. Yeah. Good so, job. Uh, Love it. Yeah. So anyway, um, we'll, uh, you, you can follow. Again, follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Facebook for more information about that. So, and, anyway. and the hashtag launch chat. Is la- launch chat, yes. There you go. And, you know, and so think about we're going to be – the next, you know, I actually think it's perfect lead into our Michelle Obama visit. It's success and leadership. What does that look like to you? Exactly. I think you and I should get some shirts that says sameness. I do. I, do. We, I think we, we should. Look, we look entirely different, but there's some mm-hmm. sameness going on here. Yeah. All right, guys. Y'all have a great day. Thank you so much for obliging us and jumping in. Thanks, New Media TV. I guess he would be our top commenter Mm -hmm. in this podcast. You can catch it on the replay everywhere. Bye. Bye. Go now to DryerBuzz.com and follow at DryerBuzz on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's all about the buzz.